I'm David Madsen, and this is Primetime 89, a chance for me to visit and talk story, check in and catch up with classmates from a generation ago, finding out how they're doing, where they are, how they got there, and what experiences they've had along the way. Welcome back to our continuing conversation with Dr. Michael Chun. If you haven't listened to the first episode, please be sure to check it out. Dr. Michael Chun is a 1961 graduate of the Kamehameha Schools. He earned his undergraduate degree in civil engineering at Kansas University, a Master's of Science in Civil Engineering at the University of Hawaii, and returned to Kansas University to earn his PhD in Environmental Health Engineering. He served as faculty at the University of Hawaii in the School of Public Health and as chief engineer for the city and county of Honolulu. In 1988, he was the first Native Hawaiian and the first Kamehameha Schools alumnus to be appointed president of the Kamehameha Schools, where he served for 24 years. In this episode, he shares with us his philosophies on life, which include aligning your heart with Keakua, living a life in service to our Hawaiian community, and always remembering that integrity counts. He also shares what it was like to return to Kamehameha Schools as president. The class of 1989 has a special bond and connection with Dr. Chun because we were his first graduating class. And what would a Primetime 89 episode be without a few 89ers joining in and sharing their fond recollections as we make great new memories together? You know, I'm honored. You know, I I mean, I'm so so, thrilled and delighted. I always look forward to opportunities to um, connect with our alumni. The last time I recall, I think the last time I saw you was at Uncle Danny's. Was it his birthday party or was... I was trying to figure that out too. So I remember two occasions. One was, I think it was mom's 90th at KCC. KCC, that's the one that was, it was her birthday then. Okay. That would have been five years ago. But then I think we were at the same party at Paul Nakayama, but it was in a really exclusive neighborhood on the slope of a hill. That would have been Paul's house, I think. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> then his house. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it that's was right. right around um, the 4th of July. Yeah, turtle. They released the turtles on Fourth yep. of July, and actually, uh, Uncle Danny, Auntie Millie stayed with us uh, a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. So, what? How's it like living up in Waimea? I mean, it must be beautifully peaceful and everything. Do you spend most of your time up there? Yeah. Well, I tell you, you mm-hmm. know, we have pasture, and you know, maintaining the pasture. You know, we have a couple of cows, uh, cattle, and... Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. You know, when the pandemic first hit, early 2020, we came up here on February 28th. During the summer of 2020, we went back a couple of times for uh, dental medical appointment. 
but essentially we were here, you know. Yeah. And traveling, uh, traveling during that time must have been humbug with getting tested and everything to fly. Yeah. Yeah. It was very difficult, very, very cumbersome. You know, that was part of it. But the other part of it was that Auntie Biden and I just wanted to make sure that we were just isolated and, um, and we didn't uh, expose ourselves to anybody. We did well. We stayed in contact with our family. We had Zoom like this. We still do it every Sunday at one o'clock. Everybody comes on to the and then for, for the next hour, we kind of catch up with what's happening. We have, um, you know, a lot of fun. And then there's another group of friends that at mm -hmm. three o'clock we Zoom and catch up. But um, in, in terms of all of the work that I do for different organizations, it hasn't missed a beat, you know. Everything's by virtual. You know, I get up in the morning, Antibiotic and I, we walk early in the morning and we mm -hmm. come back and, you know, have a, a light breakfast. And uh, by 7.30, I'm at my desk. Well, I'm oh. sitting right now. Oh, I'm and sorry. So you do all of that breakfast and walking before 7.30 in the morning. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're back home from our walk by 6.30, 6.20, Yeah. Wow. We don't walk along. We walk maybe 30 to 40 minutes. and um, that, but, That's uh, a good walk, but it must be nice that early in the morning, not yeah. hot or anything, yeah, before the sun. Not, it, it's, it's cold. Here, here in Waimea, it's cold. So okay. we all bundled up and we're walking up and down and, and it's a, there's a nice walking path, you know, so one mile up, one mile back. And so it's really nice, but um, mm -hmm. no, we get here and you know, at 7.30 in the morning and about 11.30, anybody will come in and say, if I want it, if I want a you know, sandwich or something. And if I am, I say, yeah, okay. But I just eat at my desk, you yeah. know, and I just continue to work by mm -hmm. about, Mid-afternoon, three o'clock, I'm, I'm pretty spent. I'm pretty mentally tired. And oftentimes I have to go in and take a nap, you know, because mm -hmm. I'm just, you know, oh, I just. <laughs> then there are days like yesterday, on a, all, all morning, I was on Zoom, um, mm -hmm. working on another project with another guy. Mm -hmm. And we got through about 1130 and I was tired. So <laughs> I went in, I napped for about an hour. Then I got up and I did some other stuff. And then, then I went out in the yard and I got, you know, I need to do some pruning. I wanted to finish up with a project I was doing. Sure. And I got by 4.30, I was done. And But, you know, we're not isolated in our house because, the, have you been to our property? Our, our home I've here? never been to Heolu, right? Yeah, Heolu. Yeah. Well, I tell you what. You and the family, Catherine, you guys all are welcome to come where Uncle Danny stayed. We'll put you in a cottage, but it is, you know, it's about five acres. So okay. wow, I can go out and there's a lot to do. How did you and Auntie Bynum meet? Oh, we, we, were in, we went to school together. And um, her brother was your classmate? Boyd. Okay, yeah. Boyd. Judge Mossman, yeah. I, I knew Bina through Boyd growing up, you know, just all the way through. She was always there. Mm -hmm. And um, we knew the families. And when I got, we got into high school, we kind of kind of hit it off. And um, and there you go, you know. And so. And so but, you guys uh, kind of knew each other for most of your lives then? We knew each other, you know, all through, through, through high school, so.
commitment was always a part of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, from 1948, when I first went to school as a kindergartner at McNeil campus, then my daughter, as I was a parent, mm-hmm. I was an alumnus, and then my sister and one of my brothers and myself, our family, David's family with uh, Margaret and Bernard, and they had about 10 kids, but half of them went to Kamehameha. My father's side of the family, they either went to Kamehameha or Merino. My mother's side of the family was Kamehameha or Merino. My uh, bachelor's and master's were in civil engineering, but within that discipline, mm-hmm. my focus was on water and wastewater, pollution control, water quality, you know, water supply, hydrology, you know, that it was more on that, the wet side, which called the wet side of, of mm-hmm. civil engineering. Yeah. And then my doctorate degree was in, in environmental engineering. Is that what you got in Kansas? Yeah. I got my undergraduate in civil at Kansas and I've got my PhD in environmental engineering at Kansas. And then I have my MS in civil engineering at the uh, University of Hawaii, Manoa. Yeah, when I was at the University of Hawaii, when I was teaching there, and then later on, after I left, they invited me to come back as an interviewer for the medical school. And so I did that for several years. And then, you know. So you were affiliated with the medical school? No, I was affiliated with the School of Public Health. At that time, it was the School of Public Health. I had a split appointment between public health and, and the College of Engineering. My uh, locus of tenure was in, in, actually was in public health. What drew you back to going to Kamehameha and serving as the president? That brings me to 1987. Mm-hmm. And in 1987, Jack Darville announces his retirement as of December 31st, 1987. And my response to that was, oh, okay. I wonder who the next person is going to be. Then sometime in January of 1988, I get a call from Kamaki. Mm-hmm. And Kamaki says, Dr. You know, he speaks, Dr. Yeah, Dr. yeah, yeah. Great voice. <laughs> yeah. And he asked me if, if I knew that Jack Darville had, had retired. I said, oh, yeah, 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 I knew. He said, he says, well, I think you should apply for the job. That's <laughs> it what? I said, I'm, I'm not an educator. You know, I mean, I mean, I taught at the University of Hawaii, but that's different. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and by then I was in uh, consulting engineering. And he said, you know, you, you got the credentials, this, this, this. I mean, until he had mentioned that, that thought never even came into my mind. Finally, he said, would you be okay if I nominate you? And I said, well, yeah, yes, you know, that's fine. And so he said, well, you, can you give me your resume? So I gave him a resume. And I guess that became an application. Next thing that I know, we're moving along. And I'm not having any contact with anybody. And then I get informed that I'm one of the finalists. A few weeks later, I get a call from an industrial psychologist and a headhunter, the two of them. Mm -hmm. And they want to meet with me. 
they talk about, you know, the position and this and that. Then the psychologist says, we need to run you and your wife antibody through a battery of interviews and tests. They do an IQ test on me and on her. And so we go through all of this. Who did you interview with? All of the trustees, you know, Papa Lyman, mm-hmm. Henry Peters, C.J. Richardson, Pinky Thompson, and Natsu Takabuki. Mm-hmm. Those are the, the sitting trustees. So, you know, I went in, did my interview, the whole bit, boom, 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 boom. When it was done, I felt good. You know, I went back to my job, I went back to my work, and I refocused. We didn't hear anything. So then one day I was in my office. And now my office was with Park Engineering, was on the third floor of Kauaihao Plaza. My office was right across the hallway from the trustee's office. It <laughs> happened to be that way, you know? And so I was in my office. Our uh, secretary, uh, uh, she says, uh, uh, Gil Tan, who wants to see you. And I said, oh, yeah, Gil. I said, uh, yeah, I'll come up. I'll tell him, uh, I'll meet him in his office. She says, no, 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 he's here. And I said, oh. I said, well, I'll come. And she says, no, he wants to come back to your office. And I said, okay, fine. So he comes back to my office. She brings him in, shuts the door. And then, um, so I'm saying, hey, you know, shaking hands. You know, how you doing? You know, Gil was the head of personnel. And he was the guy who was running the search mm-hmm. for the trustees. Mm-hmm. And he says, Mike, the trustees are offering you the job as president of Colonial Schools. And I looked at him and I said, what? You know, it's like, wow, you know. And I said, let, let me sit down first, you know. And so I said, you got to be kidding. I mean, I, I thought this thing was done. He said, no, it wasn't. He asked, you know, we, if the, the trustees wanted to meet with me right then, that afternoon, I said, mm-hmm. and, and if Bina could come. So I called Bina. She said, okay, boom. So we went in, we talked to them. I was not sure how well, whether I, I was going to be a good fit for it mm-hmm. or whether that it would be a good fit for me. Mm-hmm. So I remember the conversation and I remember, you know, I had talked to Bina and I said, they asked if I have any questions. And I said, yeah, I do have one question. Would it be okay if I lived in my house in Kaneohe, you know, and, and see how this all turns out, you know? And um, and I remember Papa Lyman, who's such a diplomat, he says, yes, he says, we can make that work. But let me ask you, uh, what would they think about the trustees if as president of Kamehameha Schools, the first Hawaiian, the first alumnus, and the first thing we do is to move them off campus. What kind of message? How would that look? You know, <laughs> and, and I, I said, yeah, it wouldn't look too good. He says, yeah, so, you know, maybe would you, why don't you give it a try? You know, why don't you um, see how it works? It was kind of like, can you, can you do this for us? You know, yeah. so that we don't look, we don't, you don't make us look bad, you know? <laughs> and so I said, that's fine. Okay. So we move in. It sounds like you had a lot of those good skills and I didn't realize, you know, how broad, you know, it's not just about education. 
What I wanted to ask is any hint from the trustees that you'd be able to share as to why you were selected. I don't recall having a direct conversation around that particular question, but it, and this is what I tell young people, you know, uh, I had the uh, educational credentials. What that demonstrates is that you have whatever it takes to, to earn that degree. You know, you have to have, um, at least you have to have a, a certain amount of intelligence, but more than that, you have to have the perseverance, you have to have the work ethic, you have to, mm -hmm. you know, it's not easy to go through all of that. You know that you can went to middle school. Absolutely. And so, you know, you get through that, that tells you something about the person right there. So that, that was one thing. Second thing they said when my tenure at, at the university, they saw that as relevant to the educational criteria. And then mm -hmm. what was very important to them, I, I came to learn uh, also was the fact that my four years as uh, chief engineer for the city and county of Honolulu, mm -hmm. uh, directing the, the Department of Public Works at that time was the biggest department in the, in the city. But um, I tell people that that's probably the only position that I qualified for on, on campus is the president's position. Because really, when you stop and think about it, it was like running a, a, a little city. Uh, mm -hmm. We had our water, you know, we had things that I was familiar with. You know, mm -hmm. we had a water system. We had our, you know, our sewage system. We had our, our uh, drainage system. We had a transportation company. We had a food service. We had a medical system. We had... Uh, all of our trades, you know, our maintenance, operating and maintenance, we had all of that. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, I ran the city and county of Honolulu uh, um, um, Department of Public Works for four years. And so, you know, I had all the roads, I had all the storm drains, I had all the water, uh, sewer lines, I had all of the, the only thing I didn't have was the water system, but um, mm -hmm. everything else I had. And it sounds like we all benefited from them finding you. I think halfway through your senior year, uh -huh. I know it's before commencement. I had made up my mind is that this is where I need to be. This is where I want to be. How did that happen? It was all of you. You guys opened my eyes. You know, it's kind of like when you don't know anything about something, you don't know what questions to ask, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I tell you, I was always a step and a half behind all of you in terms of how young people were thinking. I had people around me, you know, educators talking about pedagogy, talking about curriculum development, talking about this and that. You know, it, for me, it all came down to something very simple. What you guys told me, what you guys shared with me is that, look, you guys not asking for anything other than be transparent with you folks be candid your class launched that and for me i came to understand that when i communicate with our students i want to make sure that they understand where i'm coming from and why i'm coming from you guys taught me to you say dr chen respect us by telling us you don't have to agree with me okay but you need to understand that this is how we're going to do it Mm -hmm. And so I learned so much in that first year with you folks. Communicate in a very transparent and open way, doing it in a way that you don't demean the students, demean them by looking down on them and giving 
their thoughts and their ideas less credibility because they're coming from young people. That was part of the lessons that I learned from your class and subsequent classes because, you know, you learn more and more. But that first class, I always tell Jeff Hickman and Andrew Lai and Tanner Henderson, I said, it's a wonder that I came back after that first year with you guys, you know, you guys were <laughs> always pushing me to the limit. But I, I, I say that in jest and, I, and sure. I joke about it, but it's because you guys began to teach me about the minds of young people and their hearts. Mm-hmm. And I thoroughly enjoyed sharing the, the excitement and the joy you guys demonstrated, you brought to school every day. And I was like, wow, you know, I really enjoyed it. It's the students who really captured me. I think you understand this as well as anybody else, is that your success is only as good as the success of others. And I made sure that I had people around me who are more skilled than me in areas that particular fields of expertise. And, you know, you just kind of develop that loyalty. Not to me, but loyalty to the school and to the mission. Yeah. And to the, and yeah, to the cause, for sure. Yeah. You know, David, I've always been involved. You know, when I retired from Khmer, I was on 12 boards. I thought when I retired, that stress would go away, but it's still there. Well, I've come to understand, though, that a little bit of stress is good for you. When I look at my years at Khmer as a student, mm-hmm. you know, and when I was president, you know, I hope... Part of my message was that this is about servant leadership. When you were talking about for the greater good, this is servant leadership. This is doing the right thing for the right reasons at the right time, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more how service gets my butt in gear. I remember during medical school, you know, when when you study and you're tired, sometimes your brain isn't working good. When I found myself in that position, All I had to do was tell myself, okay, I'm not getting this information into my brain so that I can pass my tests. I have to learn this information because one day somebody's going to be sick in front of me. And because I know this, I can help them get better. All of a sudden I focus, everything just comes together and I can just keep going. It's not about me, but about somebody else, other people. Yeah. It wasn't about, you weren't studying to pass the tests. Now you're studying to help others. Yeah, exactly. To others. Yeah. yeah, that's beautiful. This whole notion of servant leadership. We do things not for yourself, but you do things for the betterment of others. So Uncle Mike, I want to have a little bit of fun, if you don't mind. So play a game with you, okay? So, so what I'm going to do, is I'm going to read down a list. And when you think you know who it is, just stop me. And then, you know, you can say their name and then we can go on from there. All right. So, <laughs> so here we go. Took you places that you'd never been before. Probably number seven or eight on your quick dial on your phone. Ate all the leftovers in the bottom fridge in 1989. Best looking former student. Helped you carry the 20 Christmas trees that Aunt Abina chose to decorate the house with. Jeff. Jeff. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Here's Jeff. Hey, hi, Jeff. There's Jeff. He's in his tank. He's in his, uh... Yep, yep, yep. I'm at, I'm at the parking lot in Target. 
ex-grad prior to, to your occupancy at Hale Pelekikena, he stored adult beverages in the downstairs fridge. It was also a source of stress and joy, but mostly stress in your yeah. first year at Kamehameha. Best looking former student. <laughs> Wore red stripe bebities to song contest. Yes, you could see them through the dress whites. Oh, gotta be. Tanner. No. <laughs> also a proud resident, albeit former of Moku Okeave, and available to house sit at Heolu at any time. The adopted son by choice, not force. I'm proud of it. Number three on your speed dial, but number one on Anti Binas, even, even before Kaili. That'd be Andrew. Uh, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Andrew, oh look at that! Yeah, that that that's that's. Uh, I like your backdrop, Andrew. Next grad, so Kumuhula <laughs> lives next to Auntie Bina Mossman's family house. Oh, that's Tracy. Okay. <laughs> well, it's just Tracy. Yeah, Tracy. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Where was the rest of her, her hints? The real favorite. <laughs> oh, there we go. There it is. Okay, next one. Interviewed you in the admin building back in 89. Sang with an R&B boy band. Um, previously worked at KS um, as an Ecclesia teacher. Oh, that's my Tanner. Tracy, Tracy. Hey, oh, there's Tanner. Oh, oh, look at Tanner. Hey, hey, Uncle Mike. Goodness, we have Tracy here to bring some. What do you mean? Oh. What about... <laughs> there you go. There, there you go. My God. All right, so, so here we go. Grew up working in family's Portuguese bakery. Married a classmate works in Silicon Valley. Went to New Zealand as an exchange student. Oh, Travis Tom. Oh, okay. There it is. Oh, Travis, there too. Jeff. Oh, hey, Dr. John, how you doing? Good, good, good. <laughs> oh, David, you didn't do any for you, though. I didn't, yeah, yeah. We, we can come I, up with some. I apologize. Some. We can come up with some. <laughs> Okay, here's on one. Note. Here's one for David. Here's one for David. By by sophomore year, all the other boys were jealous of his body. <laughs> yes, that's Brother accurate. Dave was like cut, no fat, oh, wait. just muscles. No, it was it was like sixth grade into seventh grade. Yeah, yeah. There was something about David Matson. He had. I told him that there were that there were muscles that came down from his earlobes <laughs> by sixth grade. Going to seventh grade, all of us were still discovering things about ourselves. David was already like ready to go to war. <laughs> I got one for David. Most likely to DJ a quiet storm radio show. Hey everyone, oh, yeah. this is Prime Time '89 with David Matson. Super soothing. Super soothing. Voice down. Yeah, yeah. Wow, what a wonderful surprise! My gosh. David and I have been on this 
call for uh, uh, about two and a half hours. And, uh, and then he was, I thought he was going to bring it. He said, you know, I wish we could go on and on. And then you know, I have a little surprise. And all of a sudden, bang, I see all these names coming up in these faces. Wonder, what a wonderful surprise. My gosh. Dr. Chan and Auntie Mina, really appreciate you guys. You guys were always there for us. Um, you know, we, we had the big contingent going, leaving, and you you guys were at the airport. When we got there, we were so surprised. You guys were standing there by uh, by check-in, and you guys gave us a big, uh, you know, big send-off and um, a speech. And that I know that meant a lot to us. That, and we left, you know, the Australia flights leave at, like, midnight. So we was, after you guys were at the airport really late to see us off. My favorite thing about when you came up to um, to be president of the school, Uncle Mike, was seeing you walk and the way that you carried yourself, I was always in awe because that moment of getting a chance to meet you my senior year and seeing just the amazing quality and character that you, that you carry as a leader and then getting a chance to like work with you for you know a couple of years as a Colosseum teacher of all people and you were so, like I told David one of my favorite moments is when and I think it was our 20 was our 20th reunion up at your house and then you're like okay everybody we're gonna go meal I'm right, gonna eat in a little bit um I'm gonna call Tanner up to give the pule and everyone was like wait what who <laughs> so yeah Tanner Henderson Come, Tanner. Oh, come, come. He's going to pull a cockle, everybody. So you guys have always been kind. There's not a lot of great Hawaiian leaders that we've had the opportunity to see grow in their own right, but just make such an impact on not just a school, a community, but just the Lahui, the people. Like you've affected in such a great way that it reverberates through all of us. And I think you see that progeny in us as your Hanai is, as you know, as your Ohana. So thank you, uncle. I couldn't, I couldn't uh, be more glad to God for you. Thank uncle you so Mike, much. I think, I think Powahi was talking about you. Uh, oh, you created absolutely. industrious young men and women. So yeah. she had you as a, as a mm -hmm. Kolohe boy in high school and, uh, and, and, uh, and going deep in changing your ways and you led us. So, you know, she was talking about you as well. Auntie Bina is the one who brought me home from college. You know, you, you finish college and you're kind of floundering. Auntie Bina brought me home, gave me a, a job where I learned more in that job about life. And, you know, so you two guys is a, together are a power couple mm. and really affected oh, tons of lives. So, mm. so we, we appreciate you. Thank mahalo. you. Mahalo, Dr. John, Auntie Thank Bina. You. Mahalo. Thank you. Thank you so okay. much. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to echo what Tanner had said earlier. Um, you know, it is... Your impact is, is you are, both of you are sorely missed on that hill. The impact that you've had on so many is, yeah. uh, it's not something that you can replicate. And like Tanner said, if I could have an ounce of what you have instilled in me and put back out to the, to the Lahui, you know, I don't know what the saying is, but in front of every, I, I don't think this is it, but I'm going to make it up. In front of every right. good man is a super solid woman who's dragging him along and making sure he doesn't do anything. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. It's about right. That's absolutely right. I appreciate those words very, very much. And uh, more than I can express, uh, let me tell you, um, all of you, all, all of you and on this call and to those who who are not, you know, yeah, I appreciate your, your generosity in saying that um, 
you know, uh, I might have made a little bit of difference in, in some of your lives, but um, uh, when we look back at it, you know, we, Antibiotic and I, we got far more than we ever hoped to give. And, and I say that genuinely, really sincerely, because neither one of us, we'd never been in a, that kind of a situation before, but you guided us through the relationships that we had with you folks and we, through the, uh, the things that you folks did and the things that you made me think about. You know, all of that uh, helped move us to the, you know, along the way. And, and that's why I say we would never have made it and had the kind of experiences that we had were it not for you and uh, the other 23 that, that we were blessed to have uh, been a part of. But uh, there are two words that come to my mind. One is goodness. God, I see so much goodness in, in, in your spirits. You know, I know each one of you. I know what you've done. I know who you are. I know the you, you, where your hearts are, really. I mean, it just, that really resonates so strongly for me. The other word, industry, because I know what you've, in your careers, and, and, the, and the difference that you're making, doing it for the greater good, not for yourself, not for oneself, but for the greater good. You know, I, I, I see, I look at you folks and I say, well, you know, when, when Pauai was putting it together, she was thinking about good and industrious men and women. She had your folks' faces right there. She knew who she was talking about. And, and that's what, that's what um, you know, Kamehameha, I, I hope, um, will never, ever stop, you know, um, seeking is, uh, is, is to bring out the best for the best. So they could do good, good for others, you know. All 24 classes I, I love, but yours was a key one because it's kind of set the tone for me, for us, and um, made us realize that we had come home and, um, and this was where we wanted to be for as long as we could be. And so uh, yeah. that- um, They gave us the biggest gift of all this class. <laughs> what is that? Andrew, for the whole time <laughs> Oh my God! You mean, David, do you hear that? Did you hear what Antibiotic said? What I, said? I thought it was going to go in a different direction when she said "gift," biggest gift. Biggest gift. But... Inumeke, inumeke of love. Right? I, I just wanted to 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 add, you know, how important you folks are to us. So for me, it was always my role in our relationship to keep him grounded on that even keel and not allow um, people that feed his ego to, to win. I kept him grounded. She did, and she did man. very well. And in the same way, you folks, Jeff, built that foundation on which the rest of his years at Kamehameha was built and kept him aware of what his job was and who he was serving. And for that, we are eternally grateful. Yeah, Antibina said it so well. You know, maybe that's what I was trying to share with you, David, is that you folks kept me grounded. You really did. And you, you kept me humble. You're so kind. You, you folks have talked to my 
my strengths and you have overlooked my weaknesses. And, uh, and, you know, when I look back at the years that I were blessed to be there, you know, when you come to Kamehameha, we're going to take care of your intellectual needs, your physical needs, your emotional needs, social needs. And we want you to achieve to the highest level that you can. But we also are there for your spiritual needs. And, you know, this journey that Antibine and I took with you, that you guys launched for us, that journey was, was not taken just by, by the two of us. That, that journey was taken by was really guided and, and and God was there every step of the way. So, you know, having this conversation is so much more uh, for me, it's, it's, but it's bringing things to my mind that I wanted to share from my heart. The, the stronger your relationship is with God, uh, the, the stronger your relationships will be with the people that you love and who are close to you. Don't ever forget that. And, I don't know how to, how to express my appreciation and gratitude. And so I just want to leave it with you that they're not words in my mouth, but there are many words in my heart that, that are thanking all of you for spending this time today to begin with, but really spending your lives with me. You certainly made me a wiser person. <laughs> you know, every step of the way. And um, let me just leave this one bit. I always told the, the, the kindergartner interviewers, you know, when they went to interview for kindergarten, I said, I want you to look for, you know, the, the, the Kolohi boy who was always looking out, wanting to uh, say, I want to do this, not that. I said, that's the one I want. You know, that's the one I want. Because- Steve Matson. <laughs> Uh, so I'm looking at I look at you guys. You know, that representation there. We also looked at the ones who you know, like the Tracys and the Travises. Who, uh, the angels, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. I cannot thank you enough. This has been. I, I, I you know, I, I cannot. I, I'm not going to be able to. I'm ready to climb the mountain now. You've got me so energized. And, and Go to the dump again, Uncle Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I wish we could hug you right now. You know, oh, I think this man. is a, yeah. a nice, solid hug. Thank you so much. Mahalo. Mahalo, Mahalo, everybody. Mahalo, everybody. Oh, man. I love you guys so Mahalo, much, man. I love you guys. Uncle Mike. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Primetime 89. I'd like to thank our guest, Dr. Michael Chun, for taking the time to talk story with us. A special mahalo also to Auntie Bina Chun, Uncle Mike's better half, for all her help. As well as my classmates, Tracy Lopes, Travis Tom, Tanner Henderson, Andrew Lai, and Jeff Hickman for popping into our Zoom meeting as surprise guests. I'd also like to thank the Primetime 89 team who helped put this together. Jamie Barboza and Nicole Yoshimitsu, Wendy Brown, and Kaylee Aquaro. And a special thank you to Drez, Dwayne Andres for the music, and Elizabeth Matson with production and editing. I'm your host, David Matson. Be sure to like us and follow us 
at Primetime 89 Hawaii, where you can see photos of our guests and their stories. And subscribe to get the latest updates and news on upcoming episodes. And join us again to hear more of our stories on Primetime 89.